Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is entitled, The New Person is What Level? I think this is going to be a really good episode, Greg. You? I do as well. I think I have a little burn in me about this one. So I'm hoping to be more on the talking, not ranting side of things today. But... Uh... I think I can handle it. Uh, well, I, I will. Uh, I will try and assist you where necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, uh, New Year's has just happened, and I, I think it's important that we wish uh, all our listeners a happy New Year. Hopefully, we all have a better year this year than we did last year. And you actually, in the pre-production meeting, talked about a Scottish tradition that you did that I th that really impacted me. And I went, man, I wish I'd been up at midnight to even do it. So if you would explain it to people, because I really do think that we need to open the door for the new year. Yeah, this is a great, uh, uh, one of my friends uh, shared this with me and we did it at, at midnight and the Scottish tradition. And there is a bigger tradition, but this is one piece of it, which I really appreciated. And that is at midnight, you open the back door and let the previous year out. And then you uh, shut the door and run to the front door and open the front door and let the new year in. And uh, I do think that my, um, my neighbors thought uh, something strange was happening in the, uh, in the Smith household as we were yelling, good riddance 2020, see you later, get out of here. And then opening that door to 2021 and saying, come on in. Uh, it was actually uh, saying cathartic and we laughed and it was just it was just a powerful way of refreshing the year and starting anew and uh, it was it was uh, just a closure which was really powerful I, I think I just thought it was excellent I, I think it's just such a healthy thing as we move into a new season of whatever we're doing uh, today we're doing talking not ranting but in every aspect of our lives I think it's been a difficult year the previous year you know we still have a, a ways to go this year but I just think it's a great way to even approach it i think it's really really healthy i agree so for those of you just dropping in today for the first time uh greg and i have been friends for a long time uh we've both been managers for a very long time we've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development in every episode we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark and we're always going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there and we're going to discuss how we have observed and learned uh, how others have managed these situations better uh, and taken a, a lesson from them. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion today? Yeah, we are. This is another great topic that everyone has experienced at one time or the other, either in and in multiple situations, either being the manager, being the individual who got the uh, rate or the level or one that didn't. I mean, we're, we probably experience all of these. So again, the topic is the new person is what level? So your team or department has an opening and a new person with less or equal experience and credentials is hired and you experience some or all of the following. This new person is hired at a higher level and they're making more money in their higher level than you and a lot of your contemporaries. There is little or no communication about the level for this new hire. The role the new person was hired for has some interesting aspects to it that weren't known by the rest of the group. You've been asking questions about moving up to the next level for some time now with no answers, 
and you're already frustrated by that process. You end up being the person to help the new person's integration into the group and early development within the organization. And the new person appears to be the new star of the area. So Greg, what do you think, uh, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? You know, so tough, right? Uh, especially in many of those uh, descriptors that you shared where often it's folks that are, are really great people. Um, you know, I, I, I think I've used the terms before on a podcast uh, that I really like that often there are uh, what in organizations, what we call soup, uh, uh, shooting stars and rock stars. And often it's the rock stars. So shooting stars are those folks that are definitely on the trail upwards, want to go upwards and have the capability and the, and the skills to go upwards in an organization. And then there's people called rock stars who are, uh, are so solid and uh, they don't want to go to the next levels. But, but they are rock stars. They're amazing. And, you know, often in the situation, it's the rock stars who have uh, contributed and are so solid and may not even want to go up or that, you know, in your case, one scenario, you said they may have wanted to go up, but, but aren't, don't feel valued. And when they see something like this, boy, oh boy, uh, it, it makes a, a big difference and you can lose great people um, and, and because of the frustration that this creates, the inequities, the perceptions, especially when there's silence. And throughout most of our podcasts, we, we uh, uh, really try to emphasize the importance of communication and context, uh, allowing people to understand why you're doing what you're doing and what's behind it and, uh, um, and how they can be a part of it. And this is a, one of those situations, again, that can be disastrous you can lose a, uh, potential shooting stars or rock stars that are holding your organization together because of this situation. Yeah, there's two things that kind of jump out to me in this is the first one, I've been the rock star and I've had to uh, help the new rising star uh, within a group that I've worked and sitting there going like, you hired this person at a higher level they don't know 80% of what we do. And now you've, you know, you're not putting me up into that position, but now it's my responsibility to bring this person along to help them out for months sometimes to learn to do what they need to do. All the while there's a, a, a you know, significant difference in how we're being compensated for what we do. And uh, I, I think that's a reality. I, I think a lot of people have to deal with those things, but there's also, I think a frustration as a manager where you know you're in charge of a group of people and somebody gets hired um, maybe not into your group but in a related group and they're coming in at a higher level and then you get the foot traffic into your office and and the rock stars are coming in saying like i didn't i didn't even know that position was available i, I certainly didn't know it was at that level or i applied for it at that level like i'm already doing that stuff why are they bringing in somebody to do it when i can do that and you know, why didn't I get the nod in the, in the process? So to me, there's a couple different frustrating areas that pop out in my experience and they're all significant and they can lead to what you're, to, you know, you're talking about either somebody shutting down and just doing their job and keeping their head down and not making those extra efforts and helping other people, or people are just moving on to other opportunities and moving on to another opportunity isn't always a bad thing. But when you leave for a really negative reason and you carry that with you, I don't think it's a good thing. So I, I do think this has a lot of 
deep aspects to it that can cause a lot of problems within an organization. Yeah, and I think you brought something really interesting. It's it's often the systems themselves, either not being defined or not being communicated, that can create some of these issues. Um, you know, I, I've been in many organizations and actually led those parts of organizations where, you, you know, the levels and um, the ability to reward people in unique and creative ways, the rock stars and the shooting stars differently weren't in place. And so if, if people don't know um, what I need to do to get what I need, if people aren't aware of your pay philosophies and where you sit in the marketplace and what you're, you know, how they're being valued and what they need to do if they want to be paid at a higher level and those type of things. And if you don't give people the opportunity to move to those places, and then finally, if they really can't move to those places, having those honest dialogues to say, hey, Alistair, uh, you know, I've, we so value you, uh, but if you wanna go here, this is what we require. And, uh, you know, if you can't do that or, or aren't prepared to do that, then we can't move you there. But those honest discussions just don't happen in organizations. And then what happens is you go and you look for someone outside and you always, uh, not always, but I, I swear most of the time you're willing to go above the ranges or into the higher levels to get someone from the outside. And yet you have rules that only allow a certain percentage on the inside and of, of existing people. So it's, it creates all kinds of complexity. So there is, we really need to think about new ways of creating flexibility, fluidity to recognize, honor, value. Um, it doesn't have to be dollars too, but or levels even. It is about value. It is about being recognized. Sometimes that includes, you know, pay and levels. Uh, but boy, oh boy, when it's not clear and you don't uh, do that for your people, boy, it gets crunchy. Yeah, there's one thing there that really stood out to what you said, and that's the part where you sit down and you explain to a person what they need to do to get to that next level and, and everything around that. I think if you're going to have that conversation, it's great, but you better mean it. And you're going to have to deliver. At the end of the process, if this person then spends the next year or year and a half, two years getting themselves into that position, and then it's like, I'm here. And you go, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do that. You know, that is that to me is just a double whammy, right? And I've seen that happen in organizations before. I've worked for a number of organizations in my careers. And, and you know, if you're going to have that talk, you better make sure you can deliver because somebody's going to, okay, I'm going to invest in this. You know, they've been very straightforward with me. I'm going to take that course. Or I'm going to get that experience or, or whatever it is that they need to do. Or maybe sometimes it's one of these things where you got to go outside and get volunteer experience, whatever the package is that you have to do to get there. As an organization, as a manager, we better mean it. And we're going to have to deliver at the end of the day. And, and I think that's sometimes where we run into troubles in organizations is we say, oh, you know, you need to jump these hurdles. But we really don't know what's going to happen when they yeah. actually jump those hurdles. And, you know, there's no guarantees for sure because no. people change and that type of thing. But you better be sure you're right. And you better, you know, so much, so much better to have those tougher, direct conversations. Often what managers do, they try to manage everything or, or avoid either, either way. And often it's just having those tough conversations, those direct conversations, but then doing your part if you're committing to something. Absolutely. So what are some uh, common sense things as a manager to help deal with these situations? So the first one, when you're going to hire a replacement or for a new position, you need to know the what and why. 
no mission creep, like really define what it is that you're asking for and looking for and review whether you're even hiring at the appropriate level. And you had a saying here uh, in a pre-production meeting a couple of weeks ago, I'm not quite sure what the, the saying was or what it meant. So I'm hoping you're giving me this blank look. So I don't know if we're on the right, <laughs> going the right way here, my friend, but um, hire them low and grow them slow. Was that what you said? Hire them low and grow them slow. That, that, I'm not sure that, uh, that that's interesting. So yes, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, often I think that's, uh, um, I, I think that's what we do. I do think you're right. It's really looking at what specifically do you need for the organization. It's having a, ha first of all, having a process that is, is consistent on how you look at things and then evaluate your, the things, um, uh, the role and determine what exactly do you need? Because if you can articulate it, even if I not happy about it, if I believe that you've done the work, I can understand. And, and then it also allows the pathway. The growing slow, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's fantastic. Who, who said that? But uh, you, know, you did, you did. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but my, you know, we had, we've had a couple of disjointed conversations about this episode uh, actually over months. But one thing that I've observed, which probably bring a little bit more light to it is we sometimes bring people into our organization and, you know, they're going to save us their, you know, whatever the role is. And we, we put a lot of pressure on people, which then, you know, kind of ticks off everybody else. Like, okay, you brought this person in to do this, this thing, and you, you put them up on this pedestal and they've never been in the organization. Now the rest of us are gonna have to work really hard to support them and bring them up and get this thing done rather than bring them in at a reasonable level and let them work into this job and not to set them up for failure and not to set us all up for frustration. Let's be realistic about this. Let's really review what we want this person to do and how it's going to fit into the rest of the team. And, you know, there might be a very specific skill set that you got to go out and, and you got to sell somebody on into coming to your organization. And that does happen. And that's the reality sometimes of the situation is that you got to have to buy somebody at a higher price to get them in, especially if they have a skill set that you really, yeah. really need. And you can't quickly develop that from within. But I, I really like the idea of not setting people up into just such a terrible position where they could fail and they're going to have a difficult time with the people that they work with and the people that they work with are going to have a difficult time with it as well. Sometimes we have to bring people in and just allow them to grow within the organization, within the relationships that they need to. And by putting somebody up, uh, bringing somebody in as a star and, and setting them up, uh, what are you setting them up for? Yeah. And you know what, this, this, I may, I'm, you may have to watch the rant shift in me. And this, uh -oh. Uh -oh. this one, this one actually, uh, you know, if, people spent we spent so much money bringing external people into organizations and i do believe you need new ideas and new thoughts and going forward so i'm not i don't i don't I, I believe you need to integrate it however if you spend that same amount of time having honest direct conversations and really knowing your people and growing them internally so that might be the you know low and slow grow um, it doesn't even have to be slow grow because you can really uh, uncover hidden skills, uh, but hold the folks accountable, show them the pathways. I, I am shocked how many organizations I've gone in and looked at their recruitment budget, and it's been millions of dollars. And, and then I've looked at what have they done internally to recognize, develop, and value those rock stars that are in organization or hidden shooting stars that are haven't yet had the 
place to vocalize what they want to do. It is such, man, I, I, I know at least three organizations that have gone in where I took those, those recruitment budgets down by half. And I had 500,000, I had a million dollars, I had whatever that amount was to invest internally. I could put, I could put 100,000 on the bottom line and invest 400,000 in internal programs. And the results were significant uh, because engagement goes up. Um, you know, clarity goes up. So, so I think that's, I, I do get a little frustrated sometimes to your point when we, when we, sometimes we, there is people you need to bring in, you need to refresh, you need new thoughts for sure, or a specific skill. Um, but actually, um, having a plan, being clear and allowing folks who want to grow and learn, and it might be horizontal learning, sideways learning, because I don't want to go up to that next level, but I'd love to try that project. Boy, oh boy, it's so, so important to do that and invest your funds there um, versus getting desperate and having to go outside and hiring someone and being forced to hire someone at a higher level just to, quote, get someone. Um, that can create all kinds of havoc. I think the quote that I wrote down on the back of a, a message pad when we were talking before makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next one is we need to be transparent and uh, we kind of need to talk about what's going on. And you alluded to it earlier. I think you used the word quiet or, or something like that. There is nothing more frustrating in a process uh, as a kind of a pedestrian worker within a, a team uh, when something's going on and you have no idea what's going on, it's going to affect who you work with, how you do your work and, you know, maybe your development as well. There's nothing worse than that. Just deafening silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we know that, uh, silence is not a good thing. Um, uh, you know, better to provide context, uh, and intention, uh, to help people understand uh, um, what you're doing and also engage people in the process of, of where you believe they can be helpful and, and why you believe it. Connect that value. And I like that, you know, communicate what's going on, but also on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. You know, if you like six months ago talked about this position, then you say nothing and next, you know, Greg shows up. I'm going like, what happened in between? Like, you know, what's going on? Like, What's the deal? So I, I like that idea of kind of involving people and having communications with them about it. And if there are, we kind of talked about it as well. Sometimes maybe you need a special skill that isn't in-house that you can't develop quickly. Um, if there is a unique aspect to whatever this position is, uh, and it does happen, it's important to communicate that, especially early and maybe even in the job advert, whether it's internally posted or externally or both. I don't think it's a bad thing to put it in there. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what, you can even in your communication again, say, you know, we, Alistair, uh, we brought Alistair in because he's got this unique skill that we don't have within our team. So the great thing is that's going to help us and see it aligns to our goals as an organization and move forward. Uh, but also on the onboarding, part of this is actually for him to bring his skill and share that with others. So you get to continue to grow while you're also sharing. He doesn't understand our business as much. So you're going to be able to bring that context together. So showing how the shared value can help is also really, really important because then I can see, you know what? Oh yeah, I kind of get it. 
I'm disappointed that I didn't get the job, quote, but I get it and I get what he brings and I see the value to me to continue to grow and learn and expand my knowledge. And if you start putting those thoughts into people's minds, that aspect of this hire early on in discussions and right in the job advert and all the way through, then it's easier for people to understand that and see the big picture and see how it's going to benefit them and the team. Right. And again, it, I might not agree with everything, but what it tells me is that my manager, my leader has put thought into it and I, I understand what they're trying to do and how it connects with the vision of the organization or the team we're going forward. I might not agree with 100% and I might be disappointed, but there is something about that transparency and thoughtfulness that says, okay, um, I'm more willing to support that person when they come in, to your point. I like that. And uh, one thing I'm surprised neither of us has actually talked about so far, but it's kind of within everything we're talking about is, as a manager, I think we always have to consider the optics of what we're doing. Are we, are we seen as being open about it? Or, or, or are we you know, we're keeping things behind closed doors? I think the optics are huge. And with communication, with being forthright with people and, and giving people the, the big picture, I think that's just so much better. Yeah, and you know what? It, throughout all, almost all of our podcasts, we've talked about the importance of knowing your people. And again, it doesn't mean going on vacation with them. It doesn't mean, uh, but, it, but it is understanding uh, what's important to them, uh, what they value, how they want to impact. Because um, if you do know that then, then you are going to be much more sensitive and aware of those optics. And you're going to know that I got to talk to Mary because I know this is something that's important to her and I need to help her understand from that perspective because part of a manager's role is to create that energy, that engagement, that focus uh, on your team. And optics is so important, but you only understand optics if you understand your people and how they might be receiving it. So that knowing your people is so, so important. I really like that. I, I, I think optics is one of those things that I've been around the management table uh, in various levels for forever. And I don't, I've, I, I can't even think of that many instances where we've actually had that conversation. Well, how's this gonna look to everybody? Mm -hmm. Is it gonna look fair? Is it gonna look like, you know, we were open and we were clear about what we were doing. I've maybe a handful of occasions have I actually sat around a management table somewhere and we've had that conversation about how important it is that we have, that there's a um, that we're clear about what's going on. Yeah, and we understand what? it. I agree. All um, communication strategies, I've built a lot of communication strategies for a whole bunch of different things, like big projects. But even with something like this, a communication strategy is important, which includes the optics. You know, who are the folks that will be impacted by this decision? What do they need to know to help them understand and to be more aligned and supportive of this situation? You know, there are some simple questions that you can ask as a group. Um, you're going to do it um, usually, unless something really big comes up and says, "Listen, through that." But having that up discussion up front is so valuable, and yet. To your point, we often don't do it. We will do it on the big projects, but what would it? What does it take to say, okay, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Here's the impact of it. That makes sense. Okay, now who uh, will be impacted by this decision, this choice? 
what do we think their responses will be? What do we need to be aware of and what do we need to do? You know, those are just really simple questions that if we would ask ourselves ahead of time, boy, how much more powerful would those change initiatives, hiring new people, whatever that might be, um, you know, how much more powerful it will be. You know, and I have seen a, a couple conversations about the optics of things, <laughs> but those conversations are near the end and somebody goes, oh, listen, we better be clear with Greg what's going on because this, we're going to announce a new person tomorrow. So we go now, like now we're concerned about optics. So I come to you and say, listen, Greg, you know, you know, good effort on this, but you know, there's this little thing that we were really looking for and you just don't have it and we found it. So uh, we're going to announce a new person tomorrow. So thanks a lot. And so now you're alive. Why are you going like, now you're telling me all this stuff and the new person is coming tomorrow. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of too late. And now, so you have to deal with all your feelings. You're going, you guys were clear about what was going on. And now you're, this solution is being forced upon me and somebody's going to be coming in and you want me to show them around for three months. And I just think, you know, thinking about it at the last moment, just as yeah, yeah. You know what? And so it's, it's better than not saying anything until it's already happened. So, Hey, you know, you've, you've, you've moved the needle a little bit, but uh, you know, I've used the term planfully quick before <laughs> and being planfully quick means before you do anything, sit around and say, what are we trying to accomplish? Who will be impacted by it? Who needs to be around the table to really engage this in a bit? And, and what are the things we need to do along the way to more uh, likely uh, create the success of this uh, happening? You know, it doesn't take that long. But, you know, often to your point, it's like, oh, shoot, I forgot to talk to Barb about this. I better have a conversation with her. But it's way too late. <laughs> You said it was better, and I was going to say somewhat, and I went hardly. Yeah, yeah, I would say hardly. I, I'm with you on that one. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to uh, assist in this situation. The first one, uh, I think it's a big, big, big ask, but um, it's not the new person's fault. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that is so important, and it's so it's hard not to blame them. It is really hard. And, and I think, you know, I might be frustrated with the system as a manager or as an employee and just like, oh man, it's so typical. Why are we doing these things this way? But what it comes down to, if you're the new person, it's not your fault. You didn't design this process. You weren't the architect of any of this. You just saw an opportunity. It seemed like a good, you know, you went on Glassdoor. It seemed like a good organization and all this stuff. And it's, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one. And throughout any kind of process, ask good, thoughtful questions about what is going on. Um, approaches everything as well when we're asking these questions. Uh, you know, maybe you're my boss and there's this new position. It's a higher level than me. And I'm thinking about throwing my hat in. I see some things on the advert. Uh, I'm not sure about things. I should be asking you lots of questions and I should be approaching it in a healthy way, not in a, a way that I feel bitter or I feel ripped off. Uh, I think approaches everything and it, it just helps communication. It doesn't mean you can't ask hard questions and you know, maybe put somebody on the spot. Maybe this thing hasn't been thought out fully, but I, I think asking, being a participant, asking those questions, but approaching it in such a professional and, and helpful manner. And I think asking hard questions is not unhelpful. I think it's actually helpful if it's done in the, the right spirit and in the right way. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of things that are bleeping into my mind. One is, so the timing, 
So if, if it's just posted, gone posted, um, or even before it's posted, ensuring that people understand what you want, what you're looking for. And sometimes you think, well, they should have known, but, but you know, we're busy, people are busy. So if you really want something, declare it uh, upfront so that, that, you know, even before this happens. But I also think the other end of the slide is that they've done the hire and you're peeved off. Um, you know, I, I've shared, I think before on the podcast, my favorite clip from The Lion King is when Simba and the witch doctor, he, Simba's trying to decide to come back. I don't know, if you have kids, you know this one. He's trying to come back and, and he said, oh, I can't come back because what happened in the past and that type of thing. And the, uh, the witch doctor hits him with his cane in the head. And he says, what's that for? And he says, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Um, <laughs> and then, he, then, then what he does is he swings again and Simba moves and he misses him. And he says, the key is you learn from it. So, so the thing is, if they've hired somebody, can't be peeved off at them, you know, can't do anything about it, they've done it. What you can do, though, is move from there and share how you feel about it, what you want in the future, and understand what I need to get what I need to, to, to go there. And as an employee, you have that ownership to do. But being peeved off at the person that was hired, being peeved off at your manager for not listening, all those things are in the past. Can't do anything about them. So learn from Simba and, uh, and go to your manager and say, you know, I'm really disappointed that, that I wasn't considered for this position or that you hired, we hired someone outside. And I really, um, this makes me um, dis disengaged and frustrated. I've done lots of commitments to the organization. And I frankly want to understand what I need to do in order to move to that next level. Can we have a conversation about that? Boom, but much better. And at least I think this, it's like that opening, uh, opening the door for last year and opening the new door for this year. It's about letting it out and then opening a dialogue to maybe go forward. So as an employee, you have ownership to do that. You can't change the past and we're all going to make mistakes. But um, you do have the choice to share how you're feeling about it what you want and to understand what you need to get to do to get there. And you're, you've walked right into our next point, uh, which is be direct. And uh, I'd like to add, utilize the evaluation process if it is available, if, if something's coming, happened and then it's year end or, you know, your biweekly evaluation. I know you like to do things a lot more often than, than I do, or I'm used to, but you know, if you, you have this built-in system and if something's going on and that system is something's happening in it at the moment, utilize that system because that system is going to, you know, you're going to be writing down all these things. There's going to be conversations. There's going to be comments. There's a, a, a built-in way for you to participate in that system. So be direct and utilize that system if it's available, if it's that time of the year or, you know, whether you do two a year or one a year or every two months or whatever model it is. I know, Greg, you're, you're very strong on more frequent conversations. Then, you know, make sure that you write these things down and use the system to help you to get the answers, to have the conversation and to move forward to where you want to go. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and I would highly recommend, you know, take a deep breath, do it as soon as, have that conversation as soon as possible. Um, and then if you do have regular uh, performance reviews, whether they're quarterly or whether they're annually, at that time, 
um, that's a great time to refresh to say, hey, remember last year that uh, when when Bobby was hired, we had that conversation. I want to refresh. We haven't talked about it for a while. I want to talk about that. What? How am I tracking? What do I need to go? So you could de definitely link back to it. Um, you know, the other thing I would say is when you're after, if something happens that someone hires someone at a higher level, you express your issues, you talk about that. Also, one other piece would be to um, uh, 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 vocalize your commitment to supporting that person. You know, I'm going to help, uh, but here's what I want and here's what I need to understand. So. And, you know, kind of more in this reaction and how you're dealing with what's going on. The next couple of points are kind of kind of more zeroing in psychologically on, on what's going on. Uh, we may be very emotional about the process and its result. And it's important to admit that and deal with it, whether that's a conversation with your coach or a friend or however that happens. Uh, if you don't, uh, it could affect... Um, your interaction with your colleagues at work, with this new person, maybe people at home, people in your personal life. It is so important that if you're really ticked off by what happened, that you you admit that, you know, listen, I'm ticked off about this. I am not happy with the way this has turned out. Go and have a healthy conversation with uh, a person that you feel comfortable having that conversation with, admitting that that's the way you, that you feel, because I think that's so important when you're going through a situation, you say, listen, I'm really ticked off about this. And realizing that it's important for everybody in your life and for you as well to deal with these things and uh, for it not to affect negatively on your day-to-day -day life. Yeah, I agree. So, because I mean, often we'll bury it, right? And so to your point, I, I, I do think that's an excellent point about sharing it with someone. And I always call it your inner circle, someone who is a safe place that you can really just share what's going on. But um, also be brave and, and declare what you want to do, because just being upset with something, well, you know, that doesn't do anything. Declaring it is really important, uh, but sharing what's happened is really important. But then declaring what you want is where you need to be brave and go forward and ask you, you might not get that, but then you'll at least be clear as to what you want and then what the organization is prepared to do, so. Yeah, and when the decision's made and the other person uh, is hired, I really like how you approached it. Uh, let's usher the old year out and the new one in. Uh, it's over, uh, you know, deal with your feelings, deal with how you're gonna move forward, have the conversations. Uh, but all the while, make sure that if you, there is an opportunity for a positive interaction about what's happened, whether it's uh, an evaluation or whatever, that you jump in on that. Being stuck uh, sulking, I don't, you know, sulking in a corner somewhere or now just doing the bare minimum in your job and, and, and walking around. Uh, and everybody knows that, you know, you're not happy and you know, they're kind of backing off you and stuff like that. Um, I think it, you really do at some point have to turn the corner. You have to deal with your feelings, uh, have conversations that you need to have. And when I say having a conversation, it doesn't mean you can't have a very direct conversation. As a manager, I appreciate people having very direct, converse, very direct conversations with me. It makes me, it makes me aware of how they're feeling, what their expectations are. And as a manager, sometimes those expectations aren't realistic and it's an opportunity to have those conversations and to figure out what the next steps are. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, who does that hurt when you're churny and sulky or whatever you want? Just hurt yourself because then you'll be perceived as someone that people don't want to work with um, and that might not even have anything to do with the situation because it, it bleeds over into everything. You know, when we're, when we're crunchy, 
we're crunchy with everything at home and everything. So it's just, it is so important to let it go and then uh, let it go, declare what you need. If this happens more than once or three times, then you need to make a different choice. And that's probably the choice to find an organization that really does value you and is prepared to invest in you or, or, or recognize you, um, whatever that might be. You know, give, 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 everybody makes mistakes. Um, but holding on to that in yourself or, or that, that blaming others, boy, it's just, it just creates a mess for you more than anybody else. And for those whom you love or you care about, because it'll bleed over onto those things. So, um, that's a really important uh, point. There was a, before I move to the second point, which you've kind of touched on already, there, there was a person, a very senior person in an organization I was working with, and there was a very heated discussion about what was going on. And I was, I was so impressed by this person because it did not go the way that they wanted. And uh, they'd invested a lot in it. And I watched them in that meeting go from, uh, I am so unhappy with what's just happened here, to I don't know how they pivoted that quickly. And uh, I think they just showed such a maturity, such a depth of character. And it wasn't lost on other people that were sitting in on this meeting as well. And they turned around and they very quickly jumped on board with what was going to happen, participated appropriately, were helpful. And I know that person probably ended up sitting down with somebody somewhere, having a glass of wine and, and working through it. But the decision had been made and they were on board with it. Doesn't mean that they weren't up unhappy inside and then they went off and dealt with it. And I never saw any negative aspects to that incident afterwards. The, what was uh, being worked on was worked on, it was successful. And to me, it was such, you know, I just sat there and went like, I'm amazed this person, I have so much respect for this person because I actually agree with them. And uh, they were shot down and uh, everything worked out, but it was such, is a huge, huge, um, example to me on grace on maturity on commitment to the organization and uh i, I just it was is very powerful impact yeah. on me yeah that's cool and it sounds like they articulated their concerns and what they were upset about and that type of thing but then we're able to to and there is something about voicing something and declaring allows you that space to say okay now i can move on uh, but that's still pretty tough. Uh, but, you know, these are often moments of truth because people will look at people that do this and say, boy, I, that, that, that person was, you know, uh, both safe and brave. They were brave and bringing that part, but then they're also going to, they have a bigger commitment to the organization, to the team that, that uh, there's, that's powerful. And uh, you kind of touched on it and I'm a strong proponent of this. Uh, this may be the opportunity to reassess your situation. Uh, you didn't get that job or somebody got the job and they're less experienced than you. They don't have the credentials you have. Maybe it's time to make a, a lateral move and move on. Nothing lasts forever. And uh, I'm a, a huge proponent that sometimes change is a very good thing. And, and sometimes, you know what? My time here is done. I've done everything I can. Uh, we seem to be moving kind of in a different direction. And uh, there are a couple of areas that I'm interested in and that maybe I want to get developed in those areas and maybe it's, it's time to go. And I remember I did this is back in my police career and there were some changes and uh, you know, I went to the boss, I said, listen, I understand what you're doing. Uh, I'm not, I'm 
not really down for this. This isn't really what I want to do. And I have an opportunity over there. And uh, please don't take this personally, but it's time for me to move on. I've done my time here. You asked, I was asked to be here for two years. It's almost four. And uh, I'm good to go. And uh, uh, the, the boss was really, really good about it. You know, took a look, you know, very quickly took a look at the situation went, uh, I'm going to support that move, Alistair, and, and, and thank you for your service. And I went, that was a good interaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that's so important is to having those conversations about what you want, because sometimes organizations can't give you what you want. You know, we've talked in other podcasts around sometimes organizations for certain levels require a degree or, uh, you know, a level of degree, which that, 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 that'll take us into another rant um, with regards to it. However, just, it is what it is. And so um, sometimes you can help organizations challenge, challenge those um, policies, but sometimes that's what organizations believe and, and better to know than spending another five years in an organization that you'll never be able to get to that level versus finding an organization who values your experience and your knowledge and your abilities versus the degree that you happen to have or don't have. So, so, you know, but that's why it's so important to have that discussion. And then you have your control. You can decide what you want to do with that. I like that. I'm going to run the last two together because I think they probably should have been in the same point anyway, but uh, be the person you want others to be. You know, if you find yourself in the role of welcoming the new person and helping them fit in and in their early development within the organization, do it well and be nice about it. And I think we have to come back to the first point for the employees. You know, it's not this new person's fault. They saw an opportunity, they applied, they won the competition, they're here, they're eager, they want to get going, they want to help out. It's not their fault. And sometimes we just need to be the people we want others to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, wrap up, Greg. Yeah. So, you know, this is almost very consistent in, in a lot of our podcasts. And that is, first of all, spend the time up front as a manager and be thoughtful around what you need, why you need it, and build that um, plan. Who will it impact? And those that will help avoid all of these things. Because even if they are hired at a different level, people will understand it and going forward and, and it'd be much more clear. So number one, be planful. Planfully quick, upfront, involve the right people. Um, as secondly, as a manager, continue communication, you know, and make sure people are informed and engage people along the way um, is, is the other things. And finally, in, as a manager, know your people, because if you understand what, who they are, what they want, you'll be able to help with those optics and pulling those things first. So as a manager, upfront, ongoing engagement, and also knowing who your people are and what they want, that will help you avoid this situation uh, going forward. And as an employee, you know, really it's about making sure you vocalize what you want, um, declare. Um, uh, and, and if something happens, don't blame the person. As you said, just, just kind of uh, um, uh, declare that you're upset, what you want, and understand what you need to get. Those are the three pieces of the employee. So those would be my my summaries of each of these and it is it is about that communication which builds the trust which uh, uh ensures that even when these things happen um there's a quick recovery i like all that i really like uh i'm just sitting back here and i listen to what you're saying i was kind of replaying the conversation we've had today uh, i like the optics piece you know be straight with people communicate with people don't play games with this 
And uh, I feel for the employees that are in this situation. I've been that guy. And I really think, you know, the employee's personal health and how important it is to, yeah, I'm, I'm angry with this or, you know, maybe this is the end of my run on this team. Maybe I need to go somewhere else and just being realistic and having a good conversation, you know, whether it's with your manager or as you're working through things with somebody within your inner circle. Uh, I, I've just seen, uh, you know, a number of people that have just gotten into the doldrums and I've seen other people have just handled these situations so well. And I've learned so much from those. And at the end of the day, you know, talking to people, being straight with people, whether you're the, the manager or the employee, I think, you know, having that good relationship can really make the situation better. It isn't always a good situation. Sometimes there's just one skill they need and they're going to have to jump everybody else and bring somebody in. And that's just the situation. But if you're upfront about it, if you're clear about it, and maybe sometimes you have to have a hard conversation to say, listen, Alistair, I'm sorry, you just, you just don't have, you know, this skill or that education or whatever it is to go to that next level. What else can we do for you in this organization? We just appreciate what you do here. You do such a great job. Let's talk about what's next for you. And I, you know, I've told people to leave the organization. Somebody said, listen, I think I'm done here. You know, there, there's this thing going on over this other company. I said, you should go, you know, from the sounds of your voice, it sounds like that's where you want to go. So go like, don't, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I want the best for you. And is this going to affect us? Yeah, it's going to affect us because you're an integral part of this. But if your heart is, is, you know, you're ready to go somewhere else and experience something new, you know, a new group of people. Um, now I've said it over and over again in a bunch of different podcasts, change is not a bad thing. It's hard, but change is not a bad thing. And sometimes when one of these situations takes place and you know, you see somebody coming in at a, a level higher than you, they're going to you know, maybe be making more money than you and you're going to be holding your hand for the little while and you go, uh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I want to, I want something different. I want something new. It's not a bad thing. It's a hard thing to do. And you, sometimes you have to take the jump but uh, that jump can be a very good thing. Yeah, and I love that idea of, you know, being honest and supporting people in those moves. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of uh, alumni and, mm. uh, uh, and alumni people that work for you now have gone on to something else. Uh, I've had in more than one situation, those people come back because they've grown in another organization, got experience, come back at a higher level um, and bring so much back. And in the interim, have been telling all of their friends who are also high talent uh, folks about this manager who was supportive of them in leaving an organization to get the right experience to grow. Like, oh my goodness, it's, it's powerful. So uh, I love that, that suggestion. Yeah, the party line isn't always the best line. Right. So uh, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope that we didn't say anything that offended you or made you angry. But again, uh, Greg, I think we have to rely on your peeved or happy philosophy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at the end of each of our sessions, I talk about uh, something that I learned originally with a coach, uh, my original coach, and that I try to provide as well as my coaching practices that uh, is that the best coaching situations are ones in which you leave with uh, a little joy, uh, excitement that I'm doing something well, so a little happy being happy, uh, but also a little churn, a little peeve. So uh, it, often you hear something that you might not be quite up to the level that you want to be, uh, or, and, and that might sting a bit, uh, but you can learn as much from stings as you can from joy. And so we often hope that we are pushing it a little bit, 
to help you recognize those things that might make you churny that you know I got to do something about or shift or grow. Um, and also joy that you recognize you're making traction on some stuff. I've loved and hated that philosophy since the first day I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.